of all the many costs of war, one that's maybe overlooked is what the economists would call the opportunity cost. And this is sort of like not just the loss of the lives, and not just the loss emotional and the tangible them as a person, but the loss of what they would have produced. These were noble and bright and diligent and vigorous people who lost their lives, the resistant fighters, the soldiers, the civilians. And really what is that potential and, and what is it that we humans are able to produce is so important? What's the value of our lives? Well, that's sort of the topic on this, which is turning into part six of the White Poppies for Remembrance series on postcards from Gravelly Beach starts off with me still downtown at the lonely downtown Vancouver at the lonely cenotaph on Remembrance Day and maybe we'll call it Awakening to the Dawn of Human Potential. Typewriting. Past European starling shelves of pussy magic and theater fans of America. Past a thousand points of interest. Sacred advertising. Past pageantry for the podhead. Past futuristic laundry. Red faced obligations. Past Rosebud and Rorschachs. Past hot sauce runoff. And spring beyond all logic. Past enzymes, naive or rusty. We are reptiles descending in a pickled bead of water on the coast of the earthquake savvy disguised and moving quickly we are the bounty hunters who shot Bigfoot in the summer that hissed like Tom Verlaine throw kicks in however mean your life is meet it and live it do not shun it and call it hard names it is not so bad as you are it looks poorest when you're richest. The fault finder will find faults. Even in paradise. Love your life, poor as it is. You may perhaps have some pleasant, thrilling, glorious hours. Even in a poor house. The setting sun is reflected from the windows of the almshouse as brightly as from the rich man's abode. The snow melts before its doors as early in spring. I do not see but a quiet mind may live as contentedly there and have as cheering thoughts as in a palace. The town's poor seem to me often to live the most independent lives of any. Maybe they are simply great enough to receive without misgiving. Most think that they are above being supported by a town, but as often happens, they are not above supporting themselves by dishonest means, which should be more disreputable. Cultivate poverty like a garden herb, like sage. Do not trouble yourself much to get new things, whether clothes or friends. Turn the old, return to them. Things do not change, we change. Sell your clothes and keep your thoughts. God will see that you do not want society. If I were confined to a corner of the garret all my days like a spider, the world would be just as large to me while I had my thoughts about me. The philosopher said, From an army of three divisions, one can take away its general and put it in disorder. From the man, the most abject and vulgar, one cannot take away his thought. Do not seek so anxiously to be developed. Be yourself, to subject yourself to many influences to be played on. It is all dissipation. Humility, like darkness, reveals the heavenly lights. The shadows of poverty and meanness 
gather round us, and lo, creation widens our view. We are often reminded that if we were bestowed on us the wealth of Kuros, our aims must still be the same and our means essentially the same. Moreover, if you are restricted in your range by poverty, if you cannot buy books and newspapers, for instance, you are but confined to the most significant and vital experiences. You are compelled to deal with the material which yields the most sugar and the most starch. It is life near the bone where it is sweetest. You are defended from being a trifler. No man loses ever on a lower level by magnanimity or on a higher. Superfluous wealth can only buy superfluities only. Money is not required to buy one necessary of the soul. The life in us is like the water in the river. It may rise this year higher than man has ever known it and flood the parched uplands. Even this may be the eventful year which will drown out all our muskrats. It was not always dry land where we dwell. I see far inland the banks which the stream anciently washed before science began to record its freshets. Everyone has heard the story 
which has gone the rounds of New England, of a strong and beautiful bug which came out of the dry leaf of an old table of apple tree wood which had stood in a farmer's kitchen for 60 years, first in Connecticut and afterwards in Massachusetts, from an egg deposited in the living tree many years earlier still, as appeared by counting the annual layers beyond it, which was heard gnawing out for several weeks, hatched perchance by the heat of an urn, who does not feel his faith in a resurrection immortality strengthened by hearing of this? Who knows what beautiful and winged life, whose egg has been buried for ages under many concentric layers of woodiness in the dry, dead life of society, deposited at first in the alburnum of green and living tree, which has been gradually converted into the semblance of its well-seasoned tomb, heard perchance gnawing out now for years by the astonished family of man as they sat round the festive board, may unexpectedly come forth from amid, amidst society's most trivial and hand-sold furniture to enjoy its perfect summer life at last. I do not say that John or Jonathan will realize all this, but such is the character of that morrow which mere lapse of time can never make to dawn. The light which puts out our eyes is darkness to us. Only that day dawns to which we are awake. There is more day to dawn. The sun is but a morning star. Be 
finally, my declaration. As for me, I choose to forge my own place in history, to determine my own ends rather than subject my precious life for the exclusive use of any man, monarch or otherwise. Without my freedom to be what and who I choose, I have lost all. No matter how insignificant my life's work, at least it is at my choosing and my labors at my own volition. My actions, my loves, my thoughts will determine my life significance, and I will not surrender to fate's whims. I alone live this life and this value. I will not compromise. Well, that's from Thoreau's Walden, as you might expect. that's from a copy of the book that I've been toting around for uh, since I was a wee little sprout of 17 or so I was going in a box to Baghdad well fast forwarding a few months that fine edition of Walden did indeed make it to the Tigris and Euphrates rivers there in Mesopotamia where it's enjoyed by Lieutenant Magnum who's now moved on to other places. The throw was made into a tasty sandwich with uh, one uh, with Gord Downey leading it off from Coke Machine Glow and a little something from my letters from Russia mopping it all up. Music was by that salty old sea captain I knew in Guam, Chris Jacobson, which I knew where he was. The track was called Providence from Houseboat, an old ratty cassette tape. And then uh, Rock Plaza Central, fine Canadian band with my children be joyful that I found from KEXP go to postcardsfromgravelybeach.com for links pictures snapshots more of these you know the drill we're a proud member of the Chillaxing Podcasting Syndicate